Welcome to the Anecdotal Affairs from the Wonder Womb Nurse and Beyond. This podcast gives insight into the world of labor and delivery nursing. Join me as I share funny stories, explore spirituality, discuss health and wellness, provide updates on current events in the field of obstetrics, and shed light on the adversities faced by nurses, especially travel. Through a combination of roundtable discussion, interview, and solo shows, I aim to raise awareness, advocate for important causes, share my own personal experiences, inspire, build community, offer support, entertain, have fun, educate, and foster meaningful discussions. Welcome back. Uh, Today's episode, I'm wanting to discuss and dive into the Wanderlust Nurse 101. Your basic travel nursing guide to picking an assignment, to deciding to go travel, just a couple of things to think about before you actually go ahead and do it. That's why I titled What's in it for you? Because again, I can give you how I started, what I looked at, but it's really your journey. And your journey has a lot to do with being comfortable in the space that you're in, being comfortable with the decisions that you make, not doing it in anger or frustration, doing it because this is something you really wanted to do. So in this discussion, we'll be discussing the who, what, when, where, why, and hows of the basic travel nurse 101. So the who, who is this going to benefit? In other words, is this for a purchase? Are you planning on making a big purchase such as a house, uh, a car, um, a property, whatever? Uh, Are you trying to build your bank account? Are you doing this to be able to have money extra set aside, uh, go from your biweekly pay to your weekly pay? Or are you doing it to pay some bills off? That's a, a whole nother different avenue of this. So now we'll get into the what. What assignment are you willing to take? Are you willing to step down from what you're already doing? Uh, Let's say, for instance, you're working in a higher acuity labor and delivery unit. Are you willing to take a step down and take a step back and work for maybe, let's say, a facility that does 50 births a month versus 250? That's a decision that's in the what of of the travel nursing. Uh, When? When are you planning? Because, again, there's a lot of factors to consider. If you're planning to do it for three months from now, what are the holidays going to look like? You don't want to be halfway in an assignment and decide, oh man, I should have been home for the holidays. Start before, start after, start during. It doesn't matter if you're like me and you know your children are grown, then really your options are open. Now the where, where are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go from home? Is it something that you want to do to start and stay local in state, but greater than 55, 60 miles, which is kind of the minimum in most of the agencies? Or are you willing to go, you know, places that you've never been before? And and if so, is it somewhere that's near a a metropolitan a metropolitan city? You know, what's going to be around? Are you going to have all the necessities and amenities that you need? Is it going to be around an airport? All of those things are big factors in your where. Now your why, why are you traveling? Are you trying to take a break from your staff position? Are you tired of the bureaucracies and you want to just kind of lay back and and go back to the bedside and get back into that nitty gritty patient care that we all have a passion for? Um, Or are you trying to see something from a new set of eyes? Is it 
something that you're feeling stagnated and you want to see something better or see something innovative from an innovative uh, medical center? Uh, or are you just trying to travel to see places? A lot of now uh, nurses want to just go travel to go to places that they would have probably never vacationed to. I mean, if you think about it on average, and I don't have the statistics, but on average, your person who has a staff position takes what, maybe one or two vacations a year. Do you want to travel and see more? Do you want to be that uh, wanderlust nurse, but that's a, a, you know, a seasonal wanderlust nurse, your, your nurse that travels to Colorado in the wintertime so to go skiing or to Florida in the, in the summer or in another season that's not so hot uh, to be able to, you know, go see the sites there. You have to make that decision on, on the, the why you're traveling. And then the how. So you got car, plane, rentals. You want to go over 55 miles. You're going to stay in a hospital. Uh, a hospital. You're going to stay in a hotel. Uh, sorry. Um, you have to think about the, the how you're going to get there. You're going to get there by car. You're going to get there by plane. Is it over 55 miles? Can you drive? Can you take your car? I mean, sometimes if you're going to take an assignment in Hawaii, then you have to know that you're probably not going to be able to take your car. Well, you're not going to be able to take your car. You're going to probably have to rent or stay close enough where you can Uber or, or uh, you know, get some kind of economic transportation within wherever it is that you're going. So then after you answer those who, what, when, where, why, and hows, now you have the basics down. Now you're going to start networking. This is a lot of legwork. You're going to have to get all of your documents together, all your certifications, because when you start talking to recruiters, that's the first thing they're going to know. They're going to want to know when you're ready to start. So like I said, going back to your when, if it's three months from now, be honest with them and tell them three months from now, because they're looking at things that are current and right now. Um, within like 30 days out. But if you're not thinking about doing this within the next three months, then be honest and let them know that. Get your medical data together, any of your cards. You need your uh, COVID card. Well, now you need a COVID card. You, a lot of hospitals are accepting your COVID card and a declination form if you don't want to get the booster shot. And others are not accepting the declination form. Make sure you have your flu and your uh, Tdaps you know, all of those things that you need, your, your titers. Uh, if most of you coming from a staff position have gotten titers, talk to your employee health department and see if you can get copies of those so that you can have all of that data. Uh, talk to recruiters and interview them. So to me, I like to speak to like-minded people. I like to politic and ask questions. I want to see where they're at and, and I need for them to see my vision and I need to see their vision. Make sure there's clear communication. Ask for their expectations. Are they expecting that you um, take the first assignment? Uh, are they wanting you to take higher assignments for their benefit? You know, and, and not a lot of them may or may not be very forthcoming with that information, but at least make sure that you outline and ask them what their expectations are. Insurance. This is a big one because every company now has to offer insurance, but you need to know the price. I mean, obviously there's differences between Aetna and uh, your Humana's and you want to know what kind of insurance they have. You also want to look and see if it benefits you to get a uh, personal policy. Uh, you know, there's a lot of obviously Obama policies that you can look into, but there's also a lot of private company policies 
that you can look into by talking to a private insurance agent. Um, outline that initially. Know what it is that you're going to do, how much you're willing to pay. If it's just you by yourself, you may be willing to just take the travel insurance. Whereas if you're being responsible for a family, you may want to look into a private plan. Um, be clear about what you want. Set your own boundaries. Make sure that you let your recruiters know. Sometimes recruiters will say, hey, listen, if I see an opportunity and I don't want anybody else to grab it, is it okay to quote unquote blind submit you? If you're not comfortable with that, then be honest from the beginning. No, I'm not comfortable with blind submissions. I'd like to be notified and I'd like to say, I'd like to have the okay before I do anything. Uh, time off. Let them know, hey, I have a wedding to go to and it's in Mexico and I'm going to need a week off. Is that going to be okay? What is the uh, policy for the company? Every company has a different policy on how many days you can take off. And there are some companies that if you take more than a certain amount of days off, they actually take it away from your weekly stipend. So be careful. And if you have anything like that, ask questions. Now's the time to take out a notebook because you may want to revisit the beginning part and start writing things down if you're really serious about travel. Cancellations. Make sure that you identify how often a facility is able to cancel you. Some facilities are able to cancel once a week, others once every two weeks. And you, you want to know that because that's also going to, pl to play a big part in your stipend and how much money you're wasting or taking away from yourself. Uh, your work hours. So if you're a day shift worker, don't come in and say, I'll do anything. I'll take anything because there's a lot more night shift positions than there are day shift positions. And you may be stuck working a night shift. And if you're not a night shift worker, you're going to be miserable your whole assignment. Um, now, this is a big one. Let's talk about pay. So depending why you want to travel, if you're trying to buy a house, then you're going to want to stay away from those low hourly taxable incomes. Why? Because when you're submitting your papers for approvals, they're going to look at your base pay. You're not, they're not going to look at your extra pay, your untaxable pay. So if you're trying to do this to purchase a house, then you're going to want the higher pay assignments. You know, there is a benefit to it because in like, let's say I'm going to just make an example. So in the state of New Jersey, what I've seen, the, the uh, taxable pays are probably like about $45 an hour. Well, that's a decent uh, pay to be able to put on an application if you're trying to get credit and approval for uh, a loan for a home. Um, it doesn't mean that your untaxable pay is going to be low. You just have to kind of know the numbers and know the reasons going back to your who is going to benefit from this travel assignment. Um, GSA. So GSA is a per diem website put out by the government. It's basically letting you know what a per diem employee would be getting. And it's uh, state to state. So it's broken down state to state, year to year, month to month. Uh, if you're going to be traveling, I would then I would say I would tell you that the best benefit, the better bang for your buck would be to look at the three months that you're going and look at the GSA specifically for those three months so that when you start to get your rates back, you can see where where they're equaling up, where the company is equaling up to what the GSA says. Not all the time is it going to be dollar for dollar, but at least close enough. You don't want to be missing out on 400 bucks a week, right? I mean, you know, everybody wants their money. Everybody wants the benefit. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Do they match pay? 
Another thing is, is that companies vary with their pay. So you may see the same assignment posted on one website for $1,900 a week, and you may see it on another website for $2,200 a week. Don't be afraid to ask if they would match it if you went with them. Uh, don't also be afraid to ask them, do you have a direct contract with these people? Or are you just kind of a third party contractor like every other person? Your The benefit to that is that if you go with a company that has a direct contract, your application is going to be on top. Whereas if you're going through a third party vendor, you're going to be full of the other stack. Those stack of third party vendors that submit their clients back and forth and you may or may not get chosen. Uh, make a list of the things that you want to ask. Because sometimes in the moment when they're talking, some of them are, are fast talkers and you're not going to have all of your questions. So make sure that you make a list of the questions that you want to ask, what your deal breakers are. Um, just make sure that you have a list. So now we're going to get into the expenses. So for the expenses, I may pause because I'm going to do a little bit of math, right? So let's talk about expenses. Housing is probably the biggest part when you look at your weekly allowance. So your weekly allowance most of the time is 13 weeks and your housing, when you look at the GSA is broken down by housing and then meals. Um, they give you a rate for both. So I'm going to look up Kansas because that's where I am now. And I'm going to look up the month of September because we're already halfway through August. So let's look at September. So according to the GSA, the September month in Kansas, where I am, housing is a hundred pays at $103 per day. And meals are paid at $64 a day. So your total there is $167 per day per diem. If you multiply that by seven, then you're going to get $1,169 is going to be your total untaxable money. So we're going to go back and forth. So let's go back to the who will benefit and what we're doing this for. If you're trying to budget, if you're trying to build your bank account, you're going to want to create a housing stipend for yourself based on what you're just getting for housing. So you're getting $11.69 a week, but you're not going to want to put your meals in there because you want to get the best money back, get the most money back into your bank account. So let's say you're going to go by the 103 that we discussed. So that's 721 a week. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to multiply that by 13 weeks. And after 13 weeks, it comes out to 93.73. And that's what the total of untaxable housing money you're going to get over the period of three months. So now you're going to take that money, that 93.73, and you're going to divide it by three months to see what your monthly budget's going to be. And I get 31.24 a month. So that's your basic budget is 31.24. But now if you're trying to be savvy and keep as much money as you can, then you're going to want to take your rent, mortgage, or whatever it is you're paying in your home state and take it away from them. So let's say, I'm going to throw a number. Let's say we pay $1,500 of rent back where you're from, right? Your home state. So that leaves you with $1,624 as your budget housing expense. Now, are you going to want to spend $1,624 a month? But that's your budget. So you have to decide what type of housing will you get? If you're going to go to an area that is uh, very metropolitan, you may be able to find a hotel nearby and, uh, you know, a cheap hotel. Let's say you find a hotel for 50 bucks a day and, you know, you got a cute block assignment where you're going to go your three days a week and then go back home because you're within the same state 
then you're going to spend 150 a week and you multiply that by four and you see where I'm going with this. Otherwise, that 1624 is what you're going to have to look for. Furniture Finders is a great resource when it comes to uh, out-of-state. So let's say you're going somewhere, you have no idea where you're going. You're going to want to put in a query in um, Furniture Finders. Hey, I'm looking for housing for this month, for you know the months of September through November, December. And then you're going to want to tell them what your budget is. Don't ever say my budget is 1624 because then you're wasting your whole thing. Budget yourself so that at the end of the day, going back to the who will benefit, if you're trying to build your bank account, you're going to want to put the most money back. And most of the places on Furniture Finders will include expenses. Um, take that into account too and ask questions. Uh, make sure that they do include expenses. If Wi-Fi, if you have a, a TV streaming, you know, maybe cable's not included. Do they have Wi-Fi that's included so that you can at least stream some shows while you're there? Uh, so then, you know, your taxable income, you're going to, um, those range, like I said, anywhere from 25 to $45 an hour. And that's going to be your billing and your savings. That's what you're going to want for your, uh, your, your billing and your savings for your taxable income. And hopefully try to budget that also. If you're paying off bills, then you're going to want to pay them off really early so that the rest of the money for the rest of your assignment, you're banking and, you know, putting back into savings. Uh, so your interview, let's go to the interview process. Now that we've gotten all the logistics, now you're ready to interview. So ask questions. Uh, nurse manager usually is the one that calls you. Um, so make sure you ask questions. In my area, there are specifics on call. Will there be on call days? Uh, usually your assignments are three days, although sometimes they're four. So make sure you read your contracts and or the the what they're sending you to the billable, uh, you know, your your bill statement to see if it's based off three days or based off four days. Um, so going back, we're going to ask on call. Do we have to do an on call overtime? What is your rate for overtime? So let's say it's, you know, your bill rate is going to be $25 taxable. Well, now you're going to have to ask them, what would I be getting paid if I did over my 36 hours? Um, what are their expectations? Do they expect you to scrub and the OR? If you've never scrubbed in the OR before, you, you shouldn't be taking that assignment. You know, safety's first. And I understand that sometimes, you know, it's a hard knock life, but you don't ever want to put a patient's life into jeopardy just because, you you know, you're trying to get a lick. And then um, float. Will you float? Are you comfortable with floating? Uh, sometimes you just want to stay in your home base. You just want to go for your 13 weeks, stay in your home base. If they say, well, this is a smaller hospital, we may have you float and be helping hands somewhere else. You're not comfortable with it. Then why are you going to accept it? It's like, you know, those are your, your boundary settings that you have to put forth in the beginning, uh, your deal breakers to say, uh, cancellation policy. Like I discussed earlier, you know, you wouldn't ask them how often can you cancel me? What, you know, and, and make sure that, like I said, your company will tell you if they cancel, you we will still pay your per diem rate. We won't pay your hourly rate. But some companies will say, well, if they cancel you, you don't get your per diem rate or your hourly rate. So you want to make sure to identify those things as well. And then your weekend requirements. Are you required to work every other weekend, every third weekend? That's important to know. And, you know, because you're planning your life, you want to make sure to, to, to know those things. And also, are you going to be added into the schedule at the end? Or are you going to be able to put in your days in the beginning when everybody else does? There's two ways, and I've, I've heard from different nurse managers in the interview process, you know, some will say, 
oh no, we just plug you in at the end in the days that we need. Well, then you may be able, you may have to work like an every other day. And if you're planning on going home or you're planning on doing things that may mess up your plans a little. So just make sure that you ask. Um, roughly, it's about 48 hours that you have to answer. Um, if they accept you, your company will call you and they'll say, hey, you just got an offer from uh, uh, Boo Boo Hospital. And you have to give them a response within 48 hours. Uh, the only thing I could tell you is to listen to your gut. You know, if your gut is telling you that the interview went well, but there's just something about it you don't like, then don't do it. Uh, let's say, for instance, during your interview, you're wanting to know what resources do they have. In my area, the, the big important thing is, well, how many deliveries do you do a month? Do I want to, do I see myself for 13 weeks taking an assignment? that has only uh, 150 births a month? Probably not because then what's going to be the rest of my time. And then if their cancellation policy is that they can cancel me, well, I'm the one that's going to get canceled first, right? Because they only have 150 births a month. Also, you know, you want to make sure to ask them, what resources do you have? Is your anesthesia there 24 hours? Whatever your safety concerns are, you want to ask them. I have my list of my safety concerns. I can email them to you if you, if you want. But I have my safety list that I made of the questions that I want to know. Do you have NICU there all the time? Or is it somebody that's, you know, 20 miles away? Those are the things that I want to know personally. But not everybody does. And then don't be afraid to say no. If there's anything I can leave you with is that where that one comes, there's going to be three more to follow. If you don't feel right about something, don't say yes just because. You have to be sure that this is what you want to do. Sometimes you're going to feel a spark and then others you're not. You have 48 hours to decide. And hopefully within that time, you can manage to get a couple more interviews and be able to make a decision based off of the three. Again, you're going to put everything into play. You're going to go back to your expenses. You're going to go back to the who, what, when, where, why. There's a whole list of things that you're going to do in order to decide for your assignment. So that's pretty much the 101. I know that when I take an assignment and, and deciding to even go travel was difficult and I wanted, and I'm kind of like OCD. I, I'm very right-brained. I want to make sure to have all of my writings down. And I've gotten advice from a few travel friends. Don't ask too many questions. Just go in and do your job and that's it. Uh, you know, don't go with that company because of A, B, or C reason. Oh, this company stifles it. This company does this. You want to take information in with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, it's your journey. You're the one that has to decide what's right and wrong for you. What's right for you may not be right for me and vice versa. So those are the things to look at. Those are the basic 101s. Um, obviously, you're going to want to be comfortable again where you're going. I, I think I've said this before. If an assignment is $4,000 in Boo Boo, Montana, but you have no desire to be there, then why are you going to go? If it's somewhere that's almost a hundred miles away from an airport, why are you going to want to go? If you know that you want to go back home at least three or four times, you have to decide the, the why, you know, the who, what, when, where, why, and how to be able to see if an assignment fits you. And don't be afraid because that assignment is supposed to fit you. You're not supposed to fit your assignment. You're supposed to go and do the assignment. You're, you know, the biggest phrase that I've heard in travel is when in Rome do as the Romans do. That's fine. 
But before I go to Rome, I'm going to want to go to Rome. I'm not going to go to Rome because there's a bunch of Romes. There's Rome here. There's Rome in Montana. There's Rome in Wisconsin. There's Rome in Chicago. There's Rome everywhere. You have to get there and act accordingly. But before you get there, you're going to have to want to go there. And that's really it, guys. Like, I just wanted to give you the tidbits of my 101 and how I make the decision. Um, there are, and I will put out more videos on different things within, but that's kind of like the gist of it. And, and I guess maybe that should have been either a, a prelude or a afterthought to my decision making as to why to go into nursing. But, you know, I decided and I got inspired to do it now. So with that being said, I thank you again for joining. Again, if you have any questions or email, please. This is advice. This is like sisterly advice. This is not meant to be written in stone. This is not. This is a one-on-one session from girlfriend to girlfriend over a cup of tea. This is not a writ written script about this is how it needs to be done. Tailor it to your needs. If I said something and you wrote it down, but that's not your priority, cross it out cross it out don't even think about it don't give it a second thought and again trust god if you're not faithful if you you know you have a higher trust your higher power trust your higher person whoever it is that you pray to whoever it is that you look up to trust that if it's your gut then it's your gut if it's god then it's god if it's a lot it's a lot trust what your your signals the signs that you're getting and with that being said, I leave you with the wanderlust journey that I'm going through. And if you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'm out.